is the changing of the seasons. And I think this is such a great time to look back and ask what worked, what didn't, and what can I do more of? And that is exactly what I did to get ready for this episode. With an eye on tiny, time-saving, and time-making items and favorites and things I've been doing that have just helped me make time, save time, and have more good. Hi, I'm Robin Conley-Downs. I'm a happy, healthy habits expert, and I'm here to help you save time and make time for good. You're listening to Whole Life Organized. By the end of this episode, you'll have a list of 10 ways, tiny ways to save time and make time, things that are working, things that are the 80-20 in my life, and hopefully a few ideas to take with you for yours. Okay, if you've listened to episode seven, why you need a last minute list, the magic of the 80-20 question, then you know where I'm coming from with this list of my tiny time savers and time makers. If you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely recommend it. And I talk about in that episode making this next time list or reviewing and creating this practice and process of asking what's working and what's not working. And because that is a practice and a process in my own life, I have these lists and I thought I'd share one that I just did, which is just an overall, it's not a category, it's not categorized. It's not really by specific event. It's more of a general life list when I looked back at the last season. And I like to do these seasonally. I'll do them at the end of the week, the month, the year, and in seasons. And this one was seasonal. So as we're going into spring, as I said, this is a retroactive list. So it's not necessarily spring specific, but it's been what's working for me in the last few months. So if you're not in the spring season and you're listening to that to this episode, totally fine. I think it's relevant anytime. But certainly because of that change of season, I like to do these little lists. And I did make this 80-20 list around time savers and time makers. So what is saving my life? What's working in my life that's helping me save time on the things that might be that 20%. So they might be 20% activities, but I don't want to be spending a ton of time on them because I want to do them more. So it's saving me time on those important things, or it's saving me time on things I don't want to be doing. So I have more time for the good things. So that's the lens I was using when I was making this list. And I tell you that because I think it's helpful as you're thinking about your 80-20. You could be thinking about what's working for me in terms of saving me time on things I want to be doing more of so I do them more consistently or saving me time on things that I don't really want to be doing just to make the space in my life for the good and the meaningful and the joy. So let's get into the list. Number one is my walking desk treadmill. Quick note that all the things on this list will be outlined in the show notes. So you can find those on Whole Life Organized Podcast. If you just Google Whole Life Organized Podcast or you go to the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to, it'll take you right there. You'll see the list and I'll provide the direct links to all of these things when relevant. Some of these don't have links. Some of these are completely free. But for the products that I'm mentioning that are really specific, I would be happy to share those with you. You just need to go to the show notes through your podcast app or Whole Life Organized podcast. And this is episode number nine. So just look for episode number nine. So as we go back, 10 on the list in no particular order is my desk walking treadmill. So sometimes these are called a walking pad, 
an Enderdesk treadmill. I think there's probably other things to call it, but I gifted myself this walking treadmill at the beginning of 2023 for my birthday. So I am a January baby. I have the worst possible date of birthday. It is when everybody's over the holidays. They're all on a budget and on a cleanse and on a over it. And so my birthday tends to pass without a lot of fanfare. And I learned a long time ago that I need to find ways to celebrate it that bring me joy. And a lot of times I'll just kind of pick one little habit that I want to work on, something that I know that will help me grow and feel good in the new year and in my new year of of the year I'm going into. And so I chose this walking treadmill because I'd seen it. It was really trending on social media around that time. So not this past January, but 2023. And I'm a person that spends a lot of time at my desk, which I think is probably surprising to some people. I actually think people don't really know what goes into the job that I have running a website and a podcast and a coaching and teaching and um, course business. But there's actually a lot of desk time, probably more than you would imagine. So depending on the day, of course, my days vary, but I could spend anywhere from four to five to six hours sitting at my desk. And I knew that wasn't good for me. I know all the research about how sitting can be pretty disastrous for our overall well-being and health. I didn't know need to know that research to know that it did not make me feel good, especially by the afternoon, just hitting that afternoon slump, feeling so tired and so brain dead from looking at a screen and not moving my body and the blood flow and all that. So it was not a hard sell. I thought, okay, I'll buy this. It wasn't a huge investment as... Um, exercise equipment goes. And I already had a standing desk. So that made it really, really easy. So I've had it now for a year plus, and it has been absolutely wonderful for so many things that I didn't imagine it to be wonderful for. I got it to help me get more steps, but ultimately it's helped me with my focus and my productivity so much. So really, I could do a whole episode on like the setup and how I make it really work for me and all the habit hacks and things like that. I'm not going to do that in this one just because it's only one of 10. But here, it's helping me save time and make time because one, I will now block my sort of procrastinating admin type of activities, the things I have that are 20%, like they have to do them, but I don't like doing them and they're not particularly interesting and they're not particularly creative. So I will time block those tasks like email and responding to my team and giving feedback and you know that kind of work. I will just time block that in 45 minutes and then I'll get on the treadmill and I will do 45 minutes on the treadmill and try to get all that stuff done in the amount of time. And that time block, that like false deadline... One, it just helps me stay focused and not get distracted by things. Um, But also the actual movement just helps me stay focused. And it's great because I can get, oh, I don't know, a mile plus done in that amount of time. And then I can also get that work done and off my plate. Another little save time, make time benefit of it is I set a goal to walk a marathon in a month just on the walking treadmill. So not in a day. I know that there was a creator who tre- walked to tre- walked to marathon on her treadmill desk in a day. I just that's not necessary to me. I don't. I'm sure it performed well on Instagram and TikTok. It's just not necessary for me to do that. But 
I challenged myself to do a marathon in a month just on the walking treadmill. So not counting any other steps I was doing in my day, no outside walk, nothing. It's like literally just when I get on there. So I'm tracking it and then I just have a little note on my phone and I'm keeping track. And it's amazing how that little goal, it's very attainable. I didn't set it way above what is realistic for me. I didn't say I was going to walk a marathon in a day. I said I would walk it in a month. It's very, very motivating because I'll look at my mileage for the week on there and it's definitely one of those things where I'll pull it back out in the afternoon just to get one more mile or I'll pull it out on a Friday afternoon to get another mile or two to hit the goal for the week. So those two things together, huge time saver and maker and very much working for me in the last quarter and the last year. Number two is what I'm calling no time dinner. So no time dinner is when you have no time, obviously. And I run a website called realfoodolife.com and all of my recipes are about saving you time in the kitchen and so you can get more good real food in your life. But no time dinners are a step even more than most of my recipes on the site. You know, we have hundreds and hundreds of recipes that are under five ingredients or under five minutes of prep or hands-off prep, all of those great things. So for me, a no-time dinner is for those nights when I just can't. And on those nights, I like to plan ahead for the nights that I'm not going to have energy, which maybe I don't know the exact night, but I I know there's always going to be one. And my bonus here is that I like to plan them for the day that I do the big grocery shopping, especially if I go to Costco. Now, I don't personally go to Costco every week. I do like one giant stock up six times every six weeks. That's another episode. <laughs> I mean, people have a lot of philosophies on grocery shopping that we won't go into, but I do once every six weeks, I'll go into a mega stock up on all of our staples that I know we use and then we'll go through. And I find Costco very draining mentally, physically, emotionally. <laughs> and I get back from Costco and then I unpack everything. If I'm doing it by myself, obviously I share that responsibility with my spouse as well. But if this is if I'm on my own for whatever reason, we have so many stairs in our house. I'm bringing everything up two flights of stairs, and then I'm unpacking, and this is like bulk stuff, so it all has to be put away. I'm so tired after that. There's no way I'm cooking, and the irony, of course, of going and doing a big shopping and then not cooking is, I guess, funny, but it makes sense. So I always plan and no time dinner for those nights. And then I also keep another in my back pocket for maybe a night when I end up working late or everything, all the plans fall apart or there's always a reason, right? That we just can't. So that's what a no time dinner is. And I plan ahead and make sure that I have prepared grocery store staples so I can put together a dinner in five minutes with almost no cooking. And so lately for me, that's been a like bagged salad mixes have really come a long way in the last few years, I will say. So bagged salad mix plus like one or two proteins. So I'll give a couple examples. One that's just so basic and so obvious and works so well if you happen to be a Costco shopper is their Caesar salad mix. Ours happens to be organic and it's a like a two-pack. Not their, not the Costco Caesar salad. I'm talking about like the bagged salad mix, which is less expensive and my daughter likes better. I don't, I can't explain it, but we're getting the bagged Caesar salad and then we're getting the Costco rotisserie chicken. And then we are making a chicken Caesar salad. This is so obvious, I know, but I think sometimes the most obvious things are the most helpful. 
I also like to do like the Asian inspired salad kit mixes, which they also happen to have at Costco, but I've seen those everywhere. I like to look around at all the grocery stores to see what's available to everyone, not just people that live in big cities. So I think that those Asian inspired salad mixes are at like the QFCs, the Kroger's, the Walmarts, the wherever you're shopping. They have one at at Trader Joe's that I like. And then for that one, I'll do either like pressed tofu. I know that that I like tofu pressed, the extra firm like sauteed or marinated tofu from Trader Joe's and uh, pre-cooked edamame. So that adds protein that's plant-based. Or again, you could do like um, wontons, frozen wontons I get at Trader Joe's or I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously the rotisserie chicken is going to work in any case. And so I'll take the salad mix. I'll mix it with whatever comes in it if I like it. Sometimes I don't love it. So I'll maybe kind of zhuzh it up with a few of my own ingredients. And then I'll throw in the protein and that's dinner. In both, in the case of the slaw, you could also warm that up and you could warm up the protein and then it's a warm meal. I know sometimes if you're in a colder climate, eating a cold kind of salad isn't as enticing. But we're getting our veggies, we're getting our protein. We can put some kind of carb with that, you know, bread, tortillas, pita, whatever you like. So those are some examples of my no-time dinners. You could have something else. But the main thing is that I plan for that. I plan for the fact that I won't have energy or time for dinner, but we kind of have a fallback that can be that can come together. Even even if you love takeout and you want to do takeout, I'm this is much faster and it's just right there in your fridge or pantry. So I am doing that at least once a week, sometimes twice, and I'm just making sure that goes on my list so that I have those ingredients in the house. And it is a real-time saver and time maker. Number three is my 80-20 quarterly reviews. So this, it's very meta, this episode is one of those. But the practice of looking back over two or three months at a time and like thinking in quarters, even if you're not a quarter person. I actually went to all through school, college, grad school, my doc program. I happen to always be on the quarter system. So I do feel like I think in quarters naturally now from all of those years. I never went to school that was on semesters, random, but true. So, and then my daughter is on the quarter system now. So I kind of think that way naturally. Um, But it's such a great opportunity. Instead of trying to set goals and figure out a whole year at a time, I really, really love doing my, like what worked, what didn't, what do I want to do next on a quarterly basis. It's so powerful and it, it feels a lot more doable and a lot more tangible to me than trying to plan out or map out goals or plans for the whole year. So I did a whole episode I already mentioned that you can go back and listen listen to. It's the next time list, the magic of the 80-20 question that you can go back and listen to. But really, this is just sitting down for me once a quarter and looking at my calendar, looking at my planner, looking at my life and asking what worked, what didn't, what do I want to do next time? And this whole list came out of that practice. So you don't need anything special. It costs no money. I use my dot journal but you could use a note on your phone. You could use a journal, whatever you like. Maybe someday I'll have a planner that you can use. But for now, 
just like pick somewhere to, to this practice and think about it in quarters rather than thinking about your whole year. And what's really fun about this, I don't know, fun is the right word, but what's practical about this is that at the end of the year, you have a whole like four quarters of this. So when you look back at what happened during the year, it's so much clearer. And when you think about what worked, it's very clear as well. Number four has to do with what I'm eating and what's working for me in that category. I just turned 44 and, you know, over 40 things, it is perimenopause, that whole thing, all of the challenges, very real and very much time to look at what is working and what's not working and try to find that 80-20 and find flow and simplicity and ease. And I have absolutely been at that core of that for the last year, asking those questions, especially post-pandemic. I feel like well, I was 39 right before the pandemic and now I'm like 44. And of course, it's I have no problem with being the age I am. I just wonder what happened. <laughs> like I was 39, now I'm 44. And the adjustment's been tough and the pandemic was rough. Like again, separate discussion, different show. But I've been really asking, you know, what's working, what's not, what can I do that's you know, going forward and how do I want to feel what I'm eating and how do I want that to affect me in my daily life? And I mentioned before, I want satisfaction, nourishment, and ease. Those are my three words. Go back to episode one. How do you feel and how do you want to feel? So I'm doing 80-20 and how do you want to feel? And I want ease and I want nourishment and I want satisfaction. I don't want to be hungry. And ask how I want to feel. What really comes to the surface over the last year is protein and fiber. Like it's nothing magical, but it is something that I wasn't bringing to the core of what I was doing in the past. I have definitely been eating very nutritiously for a long time. I run like a healthy recipe website for 10 years, but the practice of really drilling down on what's working and what's helping me feel fulfilled and nourished and sustained and and ease. And what's saving me time and making me time is prioritizing protein and fiber, but front-loading it. So making sure that the first meal or two of my day are really front-loading the protein and fiber um, rather than trying to get it all in at the end of the day. There's two reasons for this. The first is the obvious one. It's why I also try to get some movement in the morning. If I put something off till later in the day, it doesn't always happen. It just, it creates this unnecessary time restriction where I'm like racing to get it done in the end versus spreading it out. But the other one really comes from this reflection of what's working. And when I prioritize protein and fiber in the, in the morning and in like before noon, let's say, so breakfast, lunch or whatever combo, I feel so much better. I have more satisfaction and I feel more energized and I have more ease around all things related to food. So so it's not a particular recipe, although I do have recipes. It's not a particular method, though I do have a method. It's a mindset or it's a, like a guideline for me is getting prioritizing protein, prioritizing fiber and making sure to front load that into my day um, so that I know I'm getting it. But also because it makes such a difference on how I feel through the afternoon, that afternoon slump, through dinner, and then all the way into the evening. So definitely a time saver and a time maker in terms of how I'm going about food prep and just approaching 
how I'm eating through the day. Switching gears to number five is at-home manicures with my daughter. And I'll preface this by saying I'm not actually a manicure pedicure person. I used to do acrylics in college, and I'm not sure how I afforded it, honestly. I I don't think I could afford it. I think I just somehow made it work. <laughs> but then after I got married and was in school, it just never made sense to me. Um, with our budget and with my time, I was working full-time in school full-time, then had a kid. It just wasn't something I wanted to prioritize. Same thing with, with pedicure. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. It just wasn't where I wanted to be prioritizing my time. And so at the beginning of this year, when my daughter went to middle school, she started asking to have her nails done. Not not professionally, she just wanted me to do paint her nails. And at first I was a little resistant because I don't had I didn't have a habit or a practice of this. And I was like, you know, really? You need we don't need to do nails. Like it's just one more thing. Let's not. But she was insistent. So we went and got a couple colors and I wasn't happy with the ingredients and I wasn't happy with like the quality. They just didn't last. So then we went on this rabbit hole to find a product that had good ingredients that really worked, that had options of colors that she liked and I liked. And we found uh, a whole system that we love. It's called Olive in June. You may have heard of it. I love it so much that I actually became an ambassador. So I do have an affiliate code. You don't have to use it, but it's truly just on my list of tiny time savers and makers. And I wanted to share it. So I'll give you the code, but I'll tell you what, how it's been kind of saving us time, even though I wasn't doing my nails before. And as I said, we'll have links to everything in the in the show notes at Whole Life Organized Podcast. Just Google that. You'll get all the links. Or you can use Robin, R-O-B-Y-N-D, like my last name, Downs, 20. And that'll get you 20% off any system on the website. So Robin D 20 gets you 20% off any of the systems. And I actually invested in all this before I was an affiliate and I got this system because it had everything we needed and I just love that. I'm such a person that like if you have what you need, it'll be simple, it'll be more fun. And especially for her, she's 12 and I wanted her to be successful. So it came with everything. It comes with um, the remover, the little pot so it's not going to spill everywhere. It comes with the base coat. It comes, you pick a couple polishes. It has a nail file, nail, nail clippers. It has this cute little top thing that's called the poppy that you put over the lid. And if you're not great at like painting with your non-dominant hand, it makes it so much easier. So she's able to use that on both, both hands and have success. They have a huge variety of colors. And if you go on their site, you can see that they're modeled on all different skin tones so that you can really tell if that color is going to be right for you. They have a quick quick dry option. They have a long last option. So we've gone real nerdy into the world of home manicures and pedicures. And so it's been a time saver in that when we invested in the system, every we had everything we need we needed to be successful. So it worked really well for her right off the bat. It also worked for me. And then I got kind of addicted to having my nails done because I really, it just, it's this like tiny little thing that makes me feel together. Like I have my life together. <laughs> and maybe you don't relate to that, but I, it really, it's just, a, it's a small thing that has really made a big difference. But the other part that has been a time maker 
is that now we do this as a little Sunday night tradition or Sunday afternoon. And the two of us sit down and we take the polish off and we pick a new color and we do our nails together. And she she tends towards like the really bright statement colors. They have tons of options. So it's like bright, you know, she'll do like a bright yellow or bright green. And I'm definitely more of a neutral girl myself. Um, but sometimes she will have me come out of my comfort zone and I'll try something new that I wouldn't normally try. And it's just a lovely time maker where we sit down together and we're doing something a little bit creative and it has an outcome. Like you, by the end of it, you have your nails done. So it's been a surprising, simple joy that I didn't think I needed in my life. And we've just really been enjoying it as a time saver and also a time maker. So whether you, you know, you can get the system, you certainly don't have to get a whole system. I really loved it because it just had, we had everything. So then I didn't need to go on like putting it all together piecemeal and not having what we needed. Um, But you can also do single polishes and obviously there's other brands out there as well, but just kind of a fun at-home thing to do that has more meaning than you might guess. On that same note, number six is walk and talk dates. And is this a brand new idea that you've never heard? No, but I've really been trying to think about how to incorporate walk and talks with the people in my life that I love and who matter to me, whether that's um, Andrew, my spouse, whether that's uh, Elle, my daughter, or um, some of my friends that live locally, is to reach out and just say, hey, let's do a walk and talk. It doesn't have to be long, um, but in lieu of like other things, like getting together for dinner, getting together for drinks, I'm just not an, I'm not a like, let's get together with drinks person anymore. I don't drink on weeknight. I don't drink on week weeknights. I'm having trouble speaking. I'm, I don't drink on weeknights and I don't like staying out late on weeknights. So going out for drinks just doesn't resonate with me. And walk-in talks can be fit in many different times of day. It can be a weekend. It can be like a an evening as the days get a little bit lighter and they don't have to be long. So I could do like a 20-minute walk and talk or a 30-minute walk and talk. And the whole thing is obviously just taking a walk and chatting. Um, it goes so such a long way. It really does, especially with a friend that you maybe are having trouble catching up with or seeing. And it's just like not you have no distractions. You don't have phones or um, people that are interrupting you. Or if you have little, little kids, I used to do walk and talks with kids in strollers. And um, it's just a lovely little thing that doesn't need a lot of time, but it makes, it's a time maker. Like it makes this meaning and this connection I think we're missing, especially with those people that maybe you haven't been able to prioritize or feeling just a little bit out of the loop with. I mentioned in an episode recently that I I try to do a walk and talk with Elle once a week and I sweeten the deal. We will go get a coffee or some kind of drink that we both like and we share that and then we do our walk and then we're done. And it's like 20, 30 minutes at the most. It's not a quote unquote workout for me. I'm not viewing it that way. I'm just viewing it as a way to be intentional and connect with someone, hear how they're doing, catch up and... It's a tiny time. It's a tiny amount of time that really goes a long way. Number seven is this travel carry-on bag that I got. (laughs) This for a trip that I took in 
February. And I am such a bag girly. I think a good bag solves many, many problems. It solves many organizational problems. It helps you, you know, be so efficient. And I could do a whole episode on bags. We probably won't go there, but I am a person that only does carry on. Even when Andrew and I went to Europe, he taught abroad in Europe once for seven weeks, eight weeks. We only did carry on. Even when Elle was an infant and a toddler, we, I'm just only carrying on. Never check a bag. And so I really wanted a second duffel bag. So I have my main suitcase, the travel carry-on size suitcase that goes in the overhead bin. I wanted a second duffel that would fit over the handle so when it's not falling off when you're walking through the airport. But that would also allow me another like extra pair of shoes or two plus all my uh, toiletries and my laptop and my chargers and my water bottle and my snacks and maybe a jacket. So I wanted it to do a lot. And I have bought many different bags over the years to try to get this magic combo. And I've spent, I've been willing to invest money in it and I've never found one that I loved. And then I found one and it was under $30. And I could not believe it. And it's, as far as I can tell, it's pretty well made, as well made as any of the others I've ever bought. I think there's always a risk that a zipper might break, but it feels good quality. It has the bottom compartment for like two pairs of shoes. I put a pair of sandals in all my toiletries. And then it has a top compartment that I put my laptop, a jacket, snacks, a water bottle, a book, and then it has two outside pockets for water bottles and then a side, like a side pocket inside and two two pockets outside and it went over the handle and it fit under the seat in front of me. So love it. I will link it as I said if you want the direct link, but it's a time saver because it really allows me to do carry on only, not be waiting in line for a bag, not having a bag be lost. But also because it's so well organized, I have everything that I need and it, I know where it goes. So I really don't love a bag that's just one, you know, big hole that you throw everything in and you can't find anything. I really love a bag with pockets and zippers and this one has it. And so now I feel very organized. I can find everything I need. And even because it has those individual pockets, it's like a reminder. Did I pack? my chargers that I pack, my shoes, my toiletries. It's almost like a visual reminder because there's all those compartments that I don't forget anything. So a good travel and duffel that just happened to be under $30, definitely a tiny time saver for me this past quarter. Number eight is the magical, magical time-saving, time-making power of a good marinade. And I feel like people need either a reminder of how good a marinade can be in your life. Or maybe you've never made a marinade and it seems complicated or time-consuming. It is absolutely not. So I test recipes for realfoodwholelife.com, my other website. I test about three to four months ahead. So I'm always making things off-season. It's pretty wild. Like we'll be having a Christmas ham in August or turkey pot pie in July. (laughs) It's definitely the downside of the job, but we make it work. And that because of that, I've been testing marinade recipes 
over the last, um, in the winter in preparation for spring and summer. And it was such a reminder of the absolute magical power of a, of a good marinade. So most of my recipes are under five ingredients and easy to find pantry staples. Again, we'll do a direct link in the show notes, but if you go to realfoodwholelife.com, you can go to like recipe type and sauces and marinades and there's like 15, 20 on there. Uh, you obviously don't need to use mine, but I do think they're they're really good because I just tested them all. And the amazing thing about a marinade is, like I said, five, six, seven, whatever ingredients, usually pantry staples, usually no chopping unless you do uh, like a minced garlic, but you could do a jarred garlic if you wanted to. The But the amount of effort is so little. So you either put it in a zip top bag or you could put it in a baking dish with some just covered And depending on the kind of protein or vegetable you're marinating, you do need to plan ahead a little bit, but not a lot. So most of mine are like 30 minutes for a marinade. Some things like shrimp or fish or vegetables is more like 15. Or if it's something really hearty like a beef, you can do it overnight, like flank steak. I have a flank steak fajita marinade and a a chicken fajita marinade. I could go on. But I'm talking five minutes of prep, literally, not five minutes of prep for a professional, but five minutes of prep for someone who doesn't cook or doesn't have time to cook. And that little effort of getting that marinade made and getting the protein in, one, you've already jump-started yourself for dinner. So you've already done some of the work and there's definitely a lot of behavioral science about when you can shorten the finish line or shorten the starting line, you'll you'll do it. So you gave your you did step one. Step one is checked off. Then getting to step two is so much easier. But also, it just tastes better. You know, if you're just kind of doing basic protein and starch, doing the marinade is just going to elevate things. It's going to make it taste so much better. People in your life, if you're cooking for people, they will notice it tastes better. An extra bonus, if you're someone who is trying to prioritize protein and you're getting bored, it's just such a great way to add variety and flavor without altering the macro profile. So you're still getting the same amount of protein, but you're doing it in a way that's really flavorful and delicious. So don't sleep on marinades and don't forget how amazing they are and how time-saving and time-making they are. And I say put it on the, if you are like any kind of planner, just do like one night a week where you're doing a marinade and watch how much it saves you time and how good it is. You'll be surprised. Number nine is what I'm call, calling under 20 over 40. <laughs> so these are things that are working for both my daughter who is well under 20, she's 12, and me who is not well over 40. I'm 44. I'm just over 40. So anything that I find that works for both of us, I'm like, yes, this is it. It's under 40, over 40 win. And right now I picked just one category and that's three things that we're loving that we will link to. And I think I have a discount code for this as well. It is a skin tint that also has SPF 40 in it. And it's very hydrating and it's very glowy and it covers, um, it kind of, I don't know, what what am I trying to say? It makes your skin more consistent, but she doesn't need a lot of coverage and I don't want her and she doesn't want to be wearing like heavy makeup whatsoever. So for her, it's more about that um, SPF 40 because I am trying to instill in her 
good sunscreen habits from a young age, which I did not have. Maybe I wouldn't need the skin tint as much if I had better skin SPF habits starting at a young age. So for her, it's just like a really light layer and then she's getting the SPF every day. And for me, it's really hydrating and it's really glowy. And it does provide a little coverage, but not a, not a lot. And I, I'm not a person that wants a really heavy face of makeup most days. Maybe if I'm doing stuff on camera, I would use something else. But this is like an everyday staple for me and for her. Something that works for under, four, under 20 and over 40, it's a win. The second is the Limitless Lash Mascara. She just started wearing mascara and this one's great. It doesn't bother her eyes. It washes off easily, but it works really well. And for me, I have really wimpy, light colored eyelashes and it just adds volume and length and all the good things. And it's clean. It doesn't have a lot of weird stuff in it. So we love it. And the third is called a balmy tint. So it's like a lip balm and a tint in one. Again, she doesn't need to be wearing lipstick, like dark, heavy lipstick, but she likes a little color and it just adds like the most, she has this beautiful porcelain skin. And so any little lip tint, like just really looks lovely and healthy and glowy. And then I actually, I don't use the same color as her. We have different coloring, but it still adds a little pop of color. And I don't like wearing a big heavy lipstick unless again, I'm on camera. I don't, I will just wipe lipstick off the second I have it on. So I like to go with a tint and I love this one. We don't share this one because it we each have our own of each of these. We don't share like, you know, personal care necessarily, like the same bottle, but we do share our love of these three products that work for her under 20, me over 40. And I'll keep looking for them, but these are my three now. And we will link all of those the Skin Tint SPF 40, the Limitless Lash Mascara, and the Balmy Tint with the little cute little lips. And my last one, number 10, is the sock bin by the door. So this is one of those things where if I keep writing down like what's working, what doesn't, what needs to happen in the future, somehow our family just has a problem making sure they have socks when we're leaving the house. And it's a daily thing. Like we need socks every day. It's not a new challenge, people. And so we live in a house with a lot of stairs. I already mentioned this. It's a lot of stairs to get up to the room where the socks are if you're about to leave. And so finally, it occurred to me that we are storing socks in our rooms when that's not where we need the socks. So I bought a nice bin and we have an entryway kind of organizer that has hooks for jackets and that has three bins. So in one of the that, that go underneath, right? I mean, are you imagining this? It doesn't really matter only that we... We have a system there already and in one of the bins is hats and gloves and the other bin is our dog's leash and his jacket and his poop bags, things like that, right? So we already kind of had it organized around what we need when we're leaving the house. So in the third bin, I put socks. So Andrew's socks, my socks, and Elle's socks and everyone is responsible for putting away their own laundry. So when they have their socks all done and clean, then they put them downstairs, not in their room, Game changer. I'll tell you what, time saving all day long. So once a week, people are responsible for getting the socks for the week and putting them downstairs. And then that's it. That's the only time they have to get socks. <laughs> and now when people leave for work, for school, for working out, for going to walk, 
Just grab your socks out of the bin and you don't have to go running around. So tiny little tip, tiny little time saver, time maker, but one that's definitely made a difference for our family. And I think would work even if you live in a small place, a big place, it's still a daily little irritant that could be solved pretty simply. And you probably already have a bin or a drawer or a basket that might work. And this would work, I think, too, if you have little little people in your house that you could um, make sure that the socks are by the shoes, right? So that is it. This is like kind of a different format than I've ever done. I'd love to hear if it was helpful. I'd actually really love to hear your tiny time savers and makers for the last couple months. And then I could share those next time. If you liked it, we'll do another one next quarter. And one last time, you can get all the links on... If you just Google Whole Life Organized Podcast, should come right up. And I do have a couple discount codes for you for the the makeup and for the Olive and June system. And then those are the only discount codes I have. But otherwise, all the links that I mentioned are included there. You can share your tiny time savers and makers um, with me and with the community on Instagram at Whole Life Organized. I'll do a post for this episode. Would love, love, love to hear your little time savers and time makers for the last couple of months. You can also connect with me at Real Food Whole Life on Instagram for the time-saving recipes and ideas in the kitchen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And here's a reminder that you've got time. 